0: Hello and welcome to the Retire Once Show, the show designed to help you get to retirement, but most importantly, stay retired. I'm your host, Jonathan Rankin, and I'm the founder and CEO of Ethereum Wealth Management. I'm joined today by my lovely co-host.
1: Hi, I'm Melissa Rankin. Thanks for joining us.
0: We have a lot to get to today. There's been a lot going on in the markets, obviously, with all the volatility. I mean, this is what, the seventh straight week, the Dow's been down and uh, that's the longest run in the past 20 years. So a lot going on out there. We completely understand that um but today we're going to be talking all about 401k uh, we saved up what a couple questions
1: we saved up a few questions and we've got a lot to go over
0: So if you have questions for the show, make sure you head to retirewantshow.com. You can submit all of your questions there. Uh, We'll link to that in the show notes. Um, But before we get to that, what do we want people to do?
1: We want you to subscribe. We want you to like us. We want you to rate us five stars. And we want you to tell everybody you know all about this amazing show.
0: That's right. Because out there it's volatility out there. There's a conflict and war in Ukraine with Russia here. This is retirement paradise. So it's, it's, this is a safe place. So tell all of We're your friends, t- tell all of your friends <laughs> to come here to our safe haven for retirement, which is the retire Once show. Uh, hit that little share button. It's the arrow. Yes. Uh, the arrow that goes,
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing with your hand?
0: It's doing the arrow that, uh, that goes to the side. Oh, okay. So,
1: so sh- uh, share.
0: So share. Yeah. That's the, that's the technical definition or the technical, you know, sign language there for the share button so uh, with that let's go ahead and get to the first question that we got
1: okay so our first question comes from sally she says hi jonathan and melissa i have to say that i absolutely love your show and melissa don't listen to jonathan about canceling your car wash membership i have a number of subscriptions that my husband doesn't understand why i keep them but they make me happy sally Thank you so much. I was never going to cancel. I just want to make sure everybody knows that. But I appreciate the feedback. Is, thank this, you. is this
0: the reason why you added this question into here? Because well, this Well, this is why validation. this is number one, yes. Okay. Yeah, I,
1: I needed that. I needed him to know that. So thank you, Sally. <laughs> well,
0: thank you, Sally.
1: So her actual question <laughs> is, how much should I be contributing to my 401k? My company does have a match. Should I just do that amount or more? Thanks for your help. Thank you for the question, Sally.
0: Thank you for the question, Sally.
1: So Sally's question, she's asking... Um, how much she should be contributing to her, her 401k. Should she just do the company match or more? What are your thoughts on that?
0: So absolutely, Sally, you want to make sure you're taking full advantage of that match. That is free money that you would be giving up if you don't contribute to that.
1: Don't leave any money on the table.
0: Not at all, especially in a market like this. You want every nickel that, uh, that you can get. So save as much as you can up to that match if you can just do that. Great. Uh, if once you're Once you get up to that match level, then you have some decisions to make. And that's where you wanna look at your life and figure out, okay, do you have a, an emergency fund of three to six months of just cash in the bank in case anything happens? So you know, I would say do up to the match, and then after that, make sure you've got that emergency fund that's there for you. And then once you have that, that's where you can start looking at different savings vehicles. You can look at, do you go back to the 401k? Do you continue to save in a traditional brokerage account? Or maybe look at a Roth IRA. And there was actually an interesting article that I ran across by a a financial writer. His name is Nick Majuli. And the title of the article was, Why You Shouldn't Max Out Your 401k. Why Why you should not? Why you should not. Interesting. So what Nick did in the article was he evaluated the differences between saving in a Roth, a brokerage account, and in the 401k. And what he looked at first was comparing a Roth to a brokerage account. Because that's both after tax dollars that you're saving so in the comparison what he did was he had the brokerage account be a complete buy and hold strategy because that way there's no capital gains tax so for 30 years he ran this uh this simulation to say okay 30 years you invest and you don't sell or make any changes so and you're not
1: actively trading the brokerage account not in at all this comparison
0: and so what you ended up with was the Roth ended up with $114,000 more in this illustration, which was works out to about 73 basis points a year, which yes, $114,000 more. Obviously that's a good amount of money. You know, that is a lot more money than you had in the brokerage account. But the question you have to ask yourself is, you know, is it worth tying your money up until you're 59 and a half, you know, because traditionally you're not going to, you're saving in a retirement account for retirement so you don't want to tap into that early, but by putting that into a Roth, you know, you're at least tying up those funds for you know, a long period of time, whereas with a brokerage account, you have more flexibility. So that was, uh, that was one thing to look at. And then uh, he also looked at a traditional 401k, so going back into the 401k versus that taxable brokerage account. Okay. And so he points out that if your tax rate's the same when you're working as it is in retirement, a Roth versus traditional doesn't matter, and we're going to go into more Roth conversations next week and in, in next week's episode. But one thing he points out is tax policy risk. You know, in a traditional four hundred one k, you're saving the money and it's eventually going to be taxed. Well, we might think that down you know twenty five years or twenty years from now you might be in a lower tax bracket in retirement, but you know the odds are that taxes are likely to go up at some point because how are we going to pay off all of this government debt if Someone's got to pay for it. So there is that risk that no one knows what's going to happen with tax rates down the road. So thinking about going back into the 401k, if tax rates do go up and you're in a higher tax bracket than when you were working, being all on a 401k is actually putting you at a disadvantage.
1: Because you're going to be taxed when you need those funds.
0: You're going to be taxed when you need those funds, and it's going to be at a higher rate. And you could have just invested in a brokerage account or a Roth. And so uh, from Which a, again,
1: or after tax
0: both after tax. But from a behavioral standpoint, the 401k is the easiest place to save. I mean, it's
1: automatic. You don't have to think about it. I mean, it's just there.
0: And if you're already contributing up to the match, then you could just move the little dial a few more percentage points and yeah, you, know, you get up to a higher amount. Whereas if you're setting up, let's say an outside, if your company doesn't offer a Roth 401k and you have to set up an outside Roth IRA, well, you've got to set it up. You got to set up the ongoing contributions that come from your bank account. Same thing Well, then you
1: actually see the money going out. I feel like that's a lot different for people from like a mm -hmm. behavioral standpoint, like you were saying. I mean, if you never see the money, it's a whole lot easier for it to just kind of go to the 401k.
0: Yeah, it's out of sight out of mind. And so it's it is more of a difficult task for a lot of savers to have to take money out of their savings every single month or out of their paycheck every single month and direct it, you know, once it's in their bank account to a brokerage account or that Roth. So the 401k is because easier. As long it goes to
1: your bank account, you're kind of like, that's already my money. Yeah. <laughs> it's <That's>, already there. <laughs> that's
0: true. So, you know, our advice is save up to the match. Get all of that, Sally. Make sure you, you know, fully commit to that. Get your three to six month emergency fund and then go back to your individual retirement plan and and make sure that you have the best fit for you. I would say having some account diversity does make sense. So if you don't have a Roth or a brokerage account, you want to have that tax diversity, you know, so you have flexibility in retirement because we don't know what tax rates are going to be. So if you have a Roth, you have a brokerage account, and then you have this 401k, you know, then you have the option down the road to uh, to make choices. So, um, you know, f- and also analyze your behavioral you know, spending and, and, and saving.
1: <laughs> so really what you're saying is it, it kind of depends on each individual situation. Yeah. I mean, you should try to have some diversity, but it really does depend on you personally and how you save and kind of where you're thinking things are going to end up.
0: It is. And it's a lot different than what most people said for 10, 15, 20 years, which just max out your 401k. And
1: that's what we always heard. Yep.
0: Yeah, pile everything as much as you can in there, get up to the max and then after that, save elsewhere. But in reality, we don't know what taxes are going to be like. We don't know if, you know, when you're retired, you're going to be at a much higher tax rate than you are now. And then you look back and go, well, it's great. I have this pile of money, but I would have been much better off if I saved in a different tax account. So, you know, I think having that diversity is going to be very important in retirement.
1: Okay. Thank you for that question, Sally. Our next question comes from Armando, and he says, Hi, Melissa and Jonathan. Love the show and appreciate your help answering this question. Thank you for writing in. Thank you for watching. I want to do some home renovations and was thinking of taking a loan for my 401k. This way I'm paying myself back, so I'm making the 5% interest on my money. Do you think this is a good idea?
0: So I think the main question here is, is a 401k loan a good thing? And you know, just a reminder, so some plans allow you to take a loan from yourself essentially and you're paying, you're your own bank and you're paying yourself back. The bank that of you. Interest, the bank of you. Now, this helps avoid taxes and potential penalties as if you're just, if you need funds and you're going to take a normal distribution, if you're under fifty nine and a half, and a half, you have to pay a 10% penalty plus income taxes. So this avoids that, giving you that access to capital. But let's look at the first part, you know, you're paying yourself back at a 5% interest rate. And so what else could you have saved in that could have gotten you more of a rate of return than just that 5%. So that's one thing that you're still having to make those payments back to yourself. So you're limiting the funds performance that you are taking from the 401k and you're capping it at 5%. And so I think you're, you're limiting your rate of return on that aspect of it, but then you're also double taxing that interest because For one, the interest isn't tax deductible. So you have that, but you're making payments on an after-tax basis. So when you make those payments, they go into the 401k. And when you go to take distributions later in retirement, you're also paying income tax on that. So you have that double taxation of those interest payments.
1: Which, I mean, nobody wants to be taxed twice.
0: No, I think a lot of people don't even like being taxed (laughs) once.
1: I'm one of those people. So...
0: (laughs) That is, that's one thing to consider is that, you know, paying yourself back that 5%, it's not all it's cracked up to be because of those things that I think a lot of people don't think about. Um,
1: And they also say that, I mean, some plans, they vary greatly, but a lot of plans, if you take a loan, you can't continue contributing until mm -hmm. that's paid back. I mean, that's, so then you're also missing out on those earnings or that contribution
0: well that and some plans they take the match away from you so there's you you really want to make sure you're checking on your specific plan because that's a very good point if you're not able to contribute while you're paying that loan back let's say you're paying that loan back over a four or five year period that's a that's a long time to either be missing out on a match or not being allowed to contribute so those are two things that i think you really want to analyze your individual plan But I think most importantly, the biggest issue about taking a loan from a 401k is you're saving this money for retirement. You're saving it for long-term compounded growth by taking it and putting it into the loan fund of your 401k. You're taking those dollars out of any potential long-term compounded growth. And all you're doing is you're you're stunting the growth that could possibly happen in the 401k. Now, I know right now, a lot of people watching this are going, but Jonathan, the market's down. Uh, and you know, wouldn't it be better just to put it in this safe 5% loan fund because I'm not seeing it just go away? Well, the reality is we don't know how long this drawdown is going to be. We don't know, you know how fast it's going to snap back. Let's look at just the last couple you know, corrections that we had, whether it was the end of 2018 when the market was down close to 20% in the fourth quarter, quickly rebounded to new highs. We had the pandemic correction, obviously quickly rebounded to new highs. I don't know if this one's going to be as quick or V-shaped like the last ones were, but we don't know. So you're you're once again you're putting that money in somewhere that you're not going to be able to see any sort of long-term growth for what could be a couple of years.
1: So in summary on that, it should really be what the last resort. I yeah, mean,
0: the loan of last resort is what we like Especially
1: for I mean Armando for home renovations, I mean that seems like there should be other options.
0: Yeah. You can look at a HELOC or, you know, I would try to exhaust any other source of funds as a home equity loan, home home equity line of credit. So just if you can tap into that or any other, any other loan or source of funds, especially for something like a home renovation. Now, if the home renovation is a necessity, that's one thing. If it's just that you want new floors, a new bathroom and some different countertops,
1: He's listing all the things that I actually want.
0: And <laughs> maybe it might be able to wait for just a little bit to be able to use other funds to, to pay for that. Because the last thing you want to do is stunt your long-term growth or that long-term growth potential by just taking out something for you know cosmetic reasons. So really make sure that it is that loan to last resort that is a definite necessity on why you're taking that out. But uh, thank you again for watching, Armando. Thank you for the question. We really appreciate it.
1: And our next question comes from Linda. She says, hello, Rankins. Um, I have a question for the show. I work in the engineering field, and I've worked at about five different companies in 25 years. I have all these different 401k accounts out there. What should I do with them? We get this question a lot. This is a very big one.
0: We do. And so the main question here is, what should you do with your old 401k accounts? And there was actually a study that, uh, that I saw that said they're estimating somewhere around 24 million forgotten about accounts or, you know, forgotten about 401ks.
1: Forgotten about. Can you imagine saving? Well, first of all, working, saving your money, doing everything you're supposed to, and then forgetting about it. That just sounds crazy.
0: So here's the the other stat that will shock you. In those 24 accounts, 24 million accounts, $1.35 trillion of assets in those accounts. And every single year, another 2.8 million accounts get left every year. So... Old Don't leave your money.
1: Don't leave your money anywhere. No.
0: So old 401ks, they, they're they there. A lot of people forget about them. and so You wouldn't
1: bury your money in the backyard and forget where you buried it and then just be like, eh, that's okay.
0: <laughs> at least it's there somewhere. I'll dig it up when I need <laughs> right.
1: it. Yeah, I hope it doesn't rain.
0: <laughs> you definitely want to make sure that you know where your money's at. So there are five different things that you can do with your old 401ks. So the first thing you could do, you could just do nothing. Just because they're all over the place and you've got five different accounts doesn't mean you have to do anything now this option it is harder to manage because you got
1: (laughs) hence all the people who've forgotten about them
0: Yeah, you've got to figure out where all these five are i think the hardest part for me is you got to figure out the logins for each one of these i mean just remembering the username and password for two or three different sites is difficult enough now you got to remember it for five additional he ones. He also has
1: a terrible memory.
0: I do, and now my guess is because you don't log into them that often, every single time you log in, you got to convince the machine you're not a machine. You got to go through that whole deal. So, yeah, it's just a little bit more challenging just to even access the account. Uh, you still have limited investment options in those plans, and now it is the easiest thing to do because you're doing nothing.
1: Well, of course, people by nature, I think, are generally path of least resistance
0: where we're seeing volatile markets and you think that your asset allocation might be one you know one percentage whether it's 60 percent stocks 40 percent bonds and then all of a sudden you look at one of your old 401ks from when you were earlier in your career and let's say that was you know 100 percent in stocks so your your total asset allocation might be a lot different so it's harder to control how much risk you're really taking if you've got everything spread out. So it is a lot harder to get a grasp on what is your true investment allocation and how is that working towards that one goal of your retirement. So I think that is the harder part to manage when you have everything just spread out. So doing nothing.
1: Well, not to mention that, I mean, that's if all the 401ks stayed with that same plan. I mean, Companies change all the time. So if you're no longer an employee, you're probably not getting those notices. I mean, yep. that's another thing to consider. I mean, it makes sense how many accounts have been forgotten about, you know, the, the land of forgotten 401ks, I guess. But you never want to leave your money out there.
0: No, and that brings us to option number two, which is you can consolidate all of those plans into your new employer. So this makes it a little easier to manage because now you have one account. But you're still limiting yourself to the investment choices of that plan, and, you know. Like to equate this, like you're going on a diet, but you want to go out to eat, so you go to a restaurant. You don't have to cook, but you're ordering from the salad menu.
1: Nobody wants to go out to
0: eat to do that. You know, you don't go out to a restaurant just to be limited in what you can get. You want to go out and enjoy it.
1: You want to be ooh and ah. Ooh, this <laughs> looks good. That looks good. You don't want to ever be like, ah, I've got these two choices. Dressing on the side.
0: You're exactly right. That's exactly how it is when consolidating everything in your 401k. Is that Yes, it is easier, but now you, you're just limited to what you're doing. So that is an option, and I think that is a better option than just doing nothing. Uh, or forgetting about it. Or forgetting about it. That is, that's the worst option. But that leads us to option number three, which is you can roll all of those old 401ks into a single IRA. Now, this is not a taxable event. Uh, it's it's going to stay tax-deferred just as it is in your 401ks. But now you can invest in almost anything you want, you get the opportunity to consolidate all of your accounts if you want to. So your Roth IRAs, your brokerage account, maybe you have some 529s. You can consolidate all those at one institution. You can work with a professional advisor like ourselves uh, who help with active management, comprehensive financial planning. And you can really tie it in to where it's not just looking at your 401ks in a vacuum. It's looking at your entire financial picture.
1: So a little bit more diversity, but maybe all in one place.
0: It is, it, but you get tremendous diversity in the investment choices you have at your disposal because you can really invest in anything. Now, so the downside is that you're not likely to get the lower expenses that you would in employer-sponsored plans. You know, 401ks are typically a little bit less expensive than working with an advisor, but it's the value that you're getting from that advisor and you know looking at your entire picture, I think will, you know, our hope is that it pays off for a long period of time. Um, but that's the third option that you can do. Now, the fourth is you can actually convert your 401ks into a Roth IRA. Now, this is something that we're going to go over in detail next week on our Roth account uh, episode, but this is where you'll pay the taxes now. Uh, All future growth and distributions are tax-free, and it might make sense depending on your tax bracket, but like I said, we're gonna go into that all next episode uh, so stay tuned for that one. But that is an option that you can choose. And our last, and I actually think this is probably worse than just forgetting about it, uh, taking a distribution and just cashing it out in general. Uh, especially depending on your age, you can have taxes and possible penalties. If you're under 59 and a half, uh, this you know, also takes all those dollars out of your retirement savings. You know, You're spending them in one year. Uh, adds it to your adjusted gross income. So now it might push you to a higher tax bracket than you are usually in. So I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, if we talked about the 401k loan being the loan of last resort, this option should be the, the, the option, option of
1: last resort. It should be.
0: So now everybody is different depending on, you know, what makes sense for you and your family. I would say, you know, Linda, you want to make sure that your at least analyzing all the different options, you know, working with an advisor can help you putting together a detailed retirement plan can help determine which of these options make sense for you. But uh, those are different options you have with your old 401ks. So just to recap 401k, great place to save. Some have the ability to borrow against. We hope that you do that as a last resort and exhaust all other options before you do that. Uh, You've got a lot of options for saving after the match. So Maxing out your 401k isn't necessarily, you know, the right default answer for everybody. Uh, it might be for certain people, but for most, they want to look at, you know, where can they save to be a little bit more tax, I would say, diversified, um, a lot of options, what to do with your old accounts. You know, as we talked about forgetting them, hopefully is not one of them. And then, uh, you know, I would say most importantly, see what is right for you on all these different things, you know, work with an advisor. If you don't have one. Or you're just interested in a second opinion we'd be happy to put together a free retirement assessment for you we're going to link to that in the uh, show description and show notes so that way you can schedule that I would be happy to put that together for you. But before everybody gets out of here, what do we want people to do?
1: We want you to subscribe. We want you to like us. We want you to rate us five stars. We want you to now share it. Um, (laughs) All those good things. Oh, and tell everybody you know about the show.
0: Absolutely. We're going to link to uh, everything we talked about today in the show description. And with that, I am Jonathan Rankin.
1: And I'm Melissa Rankin. Thank you for joining.